If you don't use a CRM already, or if you are looking for a CRM jam-packed with features, we highly recommend HoneyBook. They have saved us a ton of time, which correlates to saving us money. We really love how simple it is to use and work through, from everything to sending out a brochure to creating an automated workflow. We feel they have everything you need. Just a disclaimer, we are affiliates of HoneyBook and we would receive a small commission. So we would love it if you used our link below to start saving time and money today. Today on Wedding Filmmaking for Beginners, we're discussing why networking is essential in the wedding industry. We break down the basics of advertising and why networking is just, you need to be networking. We want to talk about just a little bit on how to start with advertising, how we started with advertising, and how we've started to gradually move into the networking aspect inside the wedding industry. Uh, so grab a notepad, get ready for a ton of information to be dropped in your lap. We're going to cover a bunch of different topics here uh, in the next few minutes. So strap in and let's get going. First, we want to talk about how we started advertising just in general. We chose to advertise on The Knot. We have no affiliations with The Knot. We're not associated with The Knot whatsoever. We don't advertise with The Knot anymore, if that makes anybody happy. Uh, we just, we didn't really know where to start, who to start with. I stumbled across the knot and decided that that would be a good place to begin. So, uh, we filmed one vi- one wedding video. We took that wedding video and then we put it on the knot. I took a couple of stills out of the wedding video and then put some JPEGs alongside the one YouTube link that we had. We... It was pretty successful for us for the first couple of years. Now, obviously, that's market dependent, and you want to make sure that you're doing the right market research for your area. But here on Cape Cod, we had a lot of success with the knot. We booked uh, well over you know ten thousand dollars worth of weddings every year on the knot alone. That was it was nothing special. We weren't doing anything crazy. We were just simply advertising on the knot. Uh, we we found that once we hit roughly $3,000 for our base package price, once we hit that 3K range, we noticed a significant drop uh, in the amount of, you know, people that were inquiring and that kind of stuff. When we were between, you know, $1,500, $1,800, $2,200, and upwards of $3,000, we, we had a lot of success on the knot. Once we crossed that threshold to the higher middle tier uh, in the three to four thousand upwards of five thousand dollar range, is when we've seen just a significant drop in the quality of the leads that we were getting off the knot. I don't, I don't ever believe that we were getting uh, fake leads off the knot at all. I think that some people would reach out to us. And we, we always put our starting price in our emails. And I know a lot of people say that that's taboo. 
we found that it really narrowed down the people who we were talking to. So we always put our price out there up front, our prices on our website, so people could see it. And the reason why is because if they weren't within our budget, it's a waste of both of our times to kind of be on the phone. That's how I looked at it. So we we put our prices in the emails. We still put our prices in our emails when we go out. And uh, we noticed that that would curb a lot of... Um, a lot of people right off the bat. So we could weed out people that we weren't in their price point, which, you know, that's not, it's not an issue whatsoever. It just saves us and them from getting on the phone, kind of working through a bunch of things and then finding out that we were way outside of their price range. Uh, that worked for us. It still works for us. And we, we just wanted to get people on the phone that we knew that we were within their budget. So that's, that's how we got started. That was the program that we were using, the process that we were using. You know, it all started off on the knot. We did outgrow it. We no longer advertise on the knot because we found that the vast majority of people that would reach out to us on the knot, we were outside of their budget right off the bat. They would put their budget between 1000 and 1500 We'd respond back with, hey, our packages start, you know, at $32.99, $35.99, et cetera, and then we would never hear back from them. I didn't think those are fake leads. Those are just people that we were outside of their budget and they wanted to move on with somebody who was inside their budget. So let's talk about how we transitioned to more networking versus advertising. Um, we, we used the knot as a stepping stone. And I would really encourage people who are just starting out to find something that they could also use as a stepping stone to get to a more networking based thing. And I'm going to talk about why here in a second. You more than likely, if you're just starting out, you don't know anyone in the wedding industry. You don't have a ton of connections in the wedding industry. So it's really difficult to kind of get your foot in the door to start making money. So that's when you you resort to like Wedding Wire, The Knot, companies like that to try to get your brand in front of brides so that they can buy your services. We, I highly encourage doing something like that just because that begins your wedding journey. You want to use every wedding that you shoot as a networking opportunity. You want to make sure that everyone gets your information, that everyone knows who you are. You know, those first impressions are lasting impressions. You know, I I give my information to the DJ, give them my card, give them to the photographers, obviously, the planners, you know, people who are working at the venue. We try to network with everybody there. We've had uh, weddings referred to us from DJs. We've had, obviously, weddings referred to us from planners, photographers. You know, it's just, it's a very, there's no such thing as networking too much. Like you want to make sure that people know who you are, people know how to find you, and then people obviously like the quality of your work. Um, on the flip side of that, you want to make sure that you're getting their information as well. You want to make sure that you're getting their Instagram handle, their Facebook pages, that kind of stuff, because you want to make sure that you're going to reach out and keep in touch with them as well. Uh, when you need to, you know, social media is obviously a really big thing. You want to make sure that you're following them on social media. And you want to make sure that if you genuinely like their work, that you're interacting with them on social media too. You want to make sure that you're going to sit down and 
like posts, you're going to comment on their posts, you're going to share things that they're talking about, etc. You know, I'm not, when it boils down to it, if you're just starting out, you need to start making friends. You need to start making relationships with people who will refer business to you in the long run. So it's very important that you build those relationships early on. Uh, so obviously how you act in those situations is really important. So your, you know, that expression, the first impression is a lasting expression or a lasting impression. That is really, really important. Uh, so you want to make sure that you, you network the right way and that you, um, you're taking advantage of these weddings that you're doing as a stepping stone. So let's say you use the knot and you film 10 weddings right? You film 10 weddings off the nod or off wedding wire or whatever. Theoretically, you should have met 10 different photographers, 10 different, you know, potential planners. You've been to 10 different venues. You've done things with potentially 10 different people. So if you've built up a relationship with those 10, you know, separate groups of people, Eventually, they're going to start referring business your way as long as you didn't do something to screw it up to begin with. So it's really important, you know, how you act when you first meet people, you're personable, you make sure that, you know, you get along with everybody and then you get their information, they get your information, and then you start to build that relationship. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk more about the importance of networking and how to network the right way. So we will be right back after this break. If you are looking to jumpstart your career and increase your abilities as a filmmaker, we highly recommend the full-time filmmaker course from Parker Walbeck. The course has hundreds of videos from camera basics to editing a corporate video. And did I mention they have Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler? The content is unbelievable. Use our affiliate link below to get started. You won't regret it. Just a disclaimer, we are affiliates of Full-Time Filmmaker and we would receive a small commission. So we would love it if you used our link below to launch your education today. All right, so we are back from break. And right now we want to take a minute and just talk about networking the right way. So before the break, we talked about getting, you know, to a good spot to begin networking, whether that's the knot or some other service to help you get started. But now I want to kind of transition to the right way and do this. The best way to begin this like networking journey, I'd like to call it, is to be genuine with people. You don't want to come off as a stalker. That's the best way of putting it. If you're going on social media and you're liking a photographer's posts, you want to make sure that you're liking posts that you genuinely like, that you're commenting on posts that you genuinely like. You don't want to be obsessive, like every post, comment on every post, because that comes off as just being fake. You want to make sure that you're networking the right way, that you're trying to build a genuine relationship with another group. You're not just doing it because you think that they're going to refer you, you know, good clients. You want to make sure that you like their work, that you appreciate what they're doing. You know, it needs to be a good, wholesome relationship. Most people can see right through that, right off the bat. So you want to make sure that you're doing this, you know, the right way. If you like their work, tell them. Don't be weird about it. Be genuine, be honest. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use a really good, really good example you know, that we have. When I first started wedding videography, I 
just Googled things like Boston wedding videographer, you know, Cape Cod wedding videographer, that kind of stuff. And one group, one, you know, couple came up over and over and over again. And their work is unbelievable. They are really unmatched in like the Boston area. Like they, they are top notch. And of course, I genuinely followed them on Instagram because I was a huge fan of what they were doing. They shoot a ton of elopement videos in Iceland. They really create an unbelievably high quality product. Well, I started to leave comments on posts. I think I shot them a message just telling them how much I like their work. And then we just steadily started to build a relationship. At this point, they refer weddings to us now that they can't do. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, they are a huge chunk of our revenue stream. We've booked more weddings through them than we have off the knot in the last year. So now, you know, we obviously don't use the knot anymore, but we are getting more referrals from this one team than we are from any other uh, venue, photographer, that kind of stuff. We're My dog just did something upstairs, just rattled the basement floor. So we uh, we get a ton of referrals from them. And that is a, it, it's just, it's a giant source of revenue. It's such a big source of revenue that I am confused on what to do for them. And that's the, the honest truth. We've, you know, kind of, it, we had a photographer team a couple of weeks ago recommend us to a client, the client booked with us, et cetera. And we got them, you know, a Dunkin' Donuts gift card just to say thanks. And, you know, that's cool for some people, but we're at the point now to where I joke with this team about, you know, like, hey, we need to buy you a vacation. Like that's that's how much revenue that we've received from this one relationship that we built off of Instagram. And it's really important that you, you network, you take advantage of, you know, just meeting the right people, you're genuine to those people, and you start to build those relationships and you make those relationships meaningful. That's really important in this industry. So, you know, I want to talk about how networking in general uh, replaces advertising for us and for, for anybody that kind of transitions away from it you're you're going to find that as you start to build these relationships that these people are going to refer work to you over and over and over again you know if you meet a couple of photographers that you work really well with those photographers are want to keep working with you because they know that you're good to work with they know that if they do work with you that you get along your personalities vibe, your styles vibe, you don't get in each other's way, you communicate well, they're going to want to continue to work with you. So they're going to refer you to their clients. Does that mean that you're going to get every wedding that they refer? No, of course not. But when another vendor is referring you, that gives you more authority than someone who was just found through the knot. So if a bride goes on the knot and she finds company X and then she reaches out to company X and they say that they're available, but then she reaches out to her photographer and she says, hey, who would you recommend we go with? And they said, oh, you should go with Be About Exposure. Then they're going to get a hold of Be About Exposure and be like, well, if the photographer really likes them, I'm probably going to lean that direction. So it's it's a good thing to do. You're 
as you start to progress, as you start to film more and more weddings, you are going to meet more and more people. You are going to meet planners, you know, other vendors, you're going to meet all kinds of people. And it's, you got to cultivate those relationships um, in order in order for them to really work. And that also goes both ways. So we reached out to people in one of our local Facebook groups. We just made a blanket post. It was like, hey, send us some examples of your work. Send us your price points. And we're trying to build a referral list. So we had, you know, 15-ish groups, you know, different different vendors get a hold of us. And we built a list in HoneyBook to where if we are booked or if we are... Uh, if we can't do the wedding for some reason, then we just auto-populate a referral email and we know the price points of these groups. So if somebody said their budget was $1,000, then we know a couple people that are just starting out and their budget is a uh, grand or so. Uh, when it comes to other high-end weddings, you know, like seven to $10,000, we have those broken out. So we can refer the right people to a couple when they reach out to us. And we do that as a way to pay it forward for people that refer, you know, couples to us. We, like I said, you know, we kind of peaked on the knot, at least in our market. We found that, you know, around $3,000 seemed to be the peak. We didn't want to keep, we were spending $300 a month, $312 a month to be in Boston and Cape Cod. Those are two different markets. Um, and it just got to the point to where we weren't really seeing a return on investment, that it wasn't it wasn't worth it to us. We advertised on Facebook and never really had a good experience on Facebook. We didn't really get any quality leads coming out of Facebook. We did, however, and still do, we get a lot of quality leads coming out of Instagram. We noticed that the, I think Instagram is our second highest advertising platform. So our second highest grossing, you know, their second highest return on investment is coming from Instagram. So obviously, you know, this is market dependent. You know, if you're in Tulsa, it might be completely different. But out here, what we found is Instagram had a um, uh, couples with a higher budget. So it works out well for us. Our highest grossing uh, return on investment is referrals. When a photographer, when another wedding videographer, when, uh, you know, a, a planner gets a hold of us, those tend to be our highest paying referrals. And those are free. So it's, you know, it is really, really uh, important to build these relationships. You know, referrals from people that we've met and we've built these solid relationships with, that's our highest and most consistent of uh, any advertising platform that we've done. So we we receive more leads from people that we know that are referring us than we did from any other lead source before. And those leads pay out more than what, you know, the not paid out or what Facebook paid out or Instagram. We haven't really tried anything on Google. I think about it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really important to cultivate these relationships. So, you know, I just, just to kind of wrap everything up, it's, it's important if you're just starting out to, you know, in our opinion, utilize some kind of company that will get you out in front of people. Uh, 
you know, your price points are probably going to be lower. I doubt people just starting out are going to jump out the gate with a $5,000 wedding package. You know, everybody starts somewhere. You know, we shot our first wedding for free and then we bumped up to 1500, 1800, et cetera, et cetera. So you, it's important to get out there to begin with. Um, you know, you join some kind of service. We shotgun emailed a bunch of photographers in our area, uh, just asking them if we could shoot a wedding with them. We had one get a hold of us, uh, and that one photographer we've worked with a half dozen times now. Uh, so it's you know it's important that you're trying different things, but you also have to be realistic and understand that you're not just going to come out the gate selling a, a $20,000 sculpting with time product either. You know, you have to start somewhere. So I would highly encourage you to start with an advertising platform. Use those platforms, you know, try Facebook advertising, try Instagram advertising, see which one works for you. Get a few weddings under your belt. Start to cultivate those relationships with people as you meet them, you know, other photographers, the, hell, even wedding, your, uh, the bands, like we've, we've met plenty of ridiculously awesome bands that refer work to us. It's, you know, it's really important that you're cultivating these relationships. So if you do it right, you will more than likely get to a spot to where you spent, stop spending money on advertising dollars. We haven't spent any money on advertising in like the last four months. And that's, that's right about the time that we, we stopped with the knot. I think we ran uh, Instagram ad after that, but we haven't really done anything advertising wise. And we're, you know, part of it's because of COVID, but we're well over halfway booked for next year. So, uh, you know, it's, you got to work on these relationships and market yourself. We call them frienders because they're not vendors. These people will become your friends. Um, you know, it's just, it's really important that you work on, I cannot stress that enough, that you work on building relationships in this industry. And something that I didn't really touch on is other industry groups. And by industry, industry groups, I'm talking about joining NACE, the National Association of Catering and Events. Uh, we had just joined that group prior to COVID, so we didn't. We haven't really got a chance to do a whole lot with it. But those are all, you know, pretty much wedding vendors that we get together with. The if you Google Boston wedding videography, the number one company that comes up, he's actually I want to say in our region, he's the vice president of uh, like new members or whatever. And so we, I had a chance to start to try to cultivate a relationship with one of the top wedding videographers in Boston. So it's, it's just, you know, you start to build relationships everywhere you go. There's another group that's called ILEA, which is the, uh, something international live events association. I think that's another group to try to get into. These are a little pricey. I, I want to say it was 400 bucks for NACE when we did our membership, but they have monthly events at those events. All that event is, is networking. So it's, you know, I, I really encourage you to, to kind of break out the mold and start to get to know people in the industry because it is a very small industry. I know it doesn't sound like it, but it is It is a very, very small industry. I can't count how many times we've come across people, you know, on different weddings and all kinds of stuff that you would think that you wouldn't see again just in the grand scheme of things. But 
it's that networking is important. So you need to make sure that you need to make sure that you're doing it. Uh, so if you like this episode, make sure that you like and subscribe, you know, to your podcaster of choice. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you like and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. I uh, don't forget to join our free private our free private Facebook group at Wedding Filmmaking for Beginners. You know, make sure that you're staying safe, stay healthy. We'll see you guys here in a couple weeks. And I really don't know how to end these, so bye. <laughs> All right.